Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Barry. Hello. All right, uh, Barry, we are reviewing Creed 2. So this is going to be uh, exciting. And just to let everybody know, this oh. is going to be a full spoiler review. Uh, there's no non-spoiler in this episode uh, because we're, we're, we've been off for the last couple of weeks. and it's like curdled uh, milk, baby. Yeah, off for the last couple of weeks and we just want to get uh, these out to you. And uh, these are going to be free for everybody given the fact that, uh, you know, just haven't been able to get these out in the last couple of weeks. So this is kind of like uh, our saying sorry, I guess, for not uh, getting episodes out. The I say weeks. sorry, not sorry, Michael. What sorry, hashtag, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what I say. I love spoiling it for that, anyone. That's right. We're spoiling it. So if you haven't seen Creed 2 and you don't care about being spoiled, then, you know. You're in the continue, right, yes. Yeah, continue on. If you don't yes. want to know what happens, I'd say stop yeah. right now and come back later. Stop right now and talk to me if you see. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start out with the rundown. Uh, Creed 2's release date it was November 21st, 2018. It was written by Sylvester Stallone and Jules Taylor, directed by Stephen Capel Jr., a runtime of 2 hours and 10 minutes, a budget of $50 million, box office of $60.9 million, and it stars Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, and well, I call him Ivan Drago, but uh, you know it's, Dol- it's, it's Dolph Lundgren. It's Dolph Lundgren, but he's basically Ivan Drago, um, <laughs> right? So yeah, and uh, a cameo appearance by Milo Ventimiglia. Anyway, uh, toss that out there. Okay, yeah. so yeah, who was Milo? Uh, he was his son at the end. Oh yeah, that's right. That, and he was in the that. the. Uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Was wow. Was that him? That was him. Wow. Yeah. They kept they kept the guys. Good mm. deal. That's one thing I like about these movies. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't really replace anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They yep. don't. Uh, they bring people back, and it was a pretty quick rule. Probably took them like a day to film. Yeah. Um, yeah stuff's like in real time in these movies. That's one thing I do like. Mm-hmm. You know, Rocky's this much older than what he was in Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah. I like that. They don't, they don't like, you know, fake any, you know, oh, well, he's actually not that old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like that. That's, they keep it real. Yeah. You know, definitely. I think they did a great job here and we'll get into that. Yeah. So, uh, getting into, uh, the weeds here, that's basically what we're going to do. Um, you know, regarding this movie, it, it, the plot is, uh, look, uh, the plot is basically a combination of, of Rocky three and Rocky four. Uh, basically, yeah. yeah sure. uh, but you know the the better aspects, uh, I guess, of those movies. But the the plot for this is that 
Adonis Creed uh, rises to the top. He basically rises to the top of the of the boxing world, only to come face to face with the son of the man that killed his father. Victor Drago uh, is now a boxer, much like Creed is now a boxer, and both of them are the sons of, you know, legendary boxers. Uh, some for you know legendary reasons like you know uh you know uh you know creed's father obviously was an all-time great fighter drago however as we see in this movie is less world renowned than uh despised uh which is something we'll get into but anyway that's basically this movie in a nutshell is these two come head to head and it's kind of like settling old scores in a way which is interesting <laughs> and to see how they, they go about doing it. But there's a lot of things to talk about and there's a lot to unpack. So uh, Raker, why don't you give me your one sentence review for Creed two? Creed two. I say, as I scroll to it, I am going to read this. So, so I got to get this right. I'm on a short leash here. Um, a dramatic continuation of a storied franchise. Creed two develops the, develops the tale of Adonis Creed and his retribution of his father's death in Rocky IV. Okay. Uh, my uh, one sentence review is. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say retribution. Re- retribution. Really. Yep. Is that the right word? I don't think that's the right word. Eh, let's see. Let's see where you have to say, Michael. Okay. Uh, a sequel that arguably manages to improve upon aspects of the first movie, while continuing the strong writing and fantastic acting. Mm. That made the the first Creed uh, such a joy to watch. So uh, let's get into it. What about this movie did you like? Well, you you just kind of gave it away. The acting was superb. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, the acting was superb. Like in every, well, almost every aspect of it. Um, I think they kind of hid Victor Drago's acting. I, I can't remember who played Victor Drago. You could probably tell me. You are the guru of uh, uh, movies. But, uh, you know, they, they really limited his acting, his dialogue, for whatever reason. Uh, but your main actors, your Michael B. Jordans, your Tessa Thompsons, obviously Dolph Lundgren, Sly Stallone, you know, Rocky himself, they were all top-notch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone continues to impress me. I don't know why. Um, I think he's gotten better acting wise as he's gotten older. Yes, definitely. I don't know. I don't know if it's just these movies, but he just seems, you know, especially in the Rocky movies, and you can include Creed in that universe. Um, he just he just does such a good job. He did a great job in Rocky Balboa. He did a great job in Creed, and now he's doing another great job in Creed Two. Mm-hmm. And what a coincidence! He wrote all three, did he not? Uh, no, I, the, he, he didn't write Rocky Balboa. He wrote, I think he wrote Rocky Balboa. He had Creed, okay. uh, was written. Oh, that's the right. He director. did not write Creed. Um, that's right. So oh, Coogler wrote that. Coogler wrote Creed one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to bring it up later, but I do wish Coogler would have directed this one. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll get into it later, we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think this movie, from a script standpoint, 
was more impressive than I thought it could be. This script really impressed me. I mean, really, really impressed me from a script level, how good this movie really is. And it's like, we, we talked in the last review we did, which was The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I, I made a comment towards the end of that that ask most people that really love movies, what is the strongest aspect of a movie? Where does it all start? And it starts at the script level. You can add a ton of special effects. You can be a fantastic director. But if your script sucks, you mm. just have a really terrible script that just looks pretty, basically. You have a movie that, with, a, with a terrible script that, that looks nice. Eye candy. Um, sure, nice. But you know what? In a month, you probably won't even remember the movie. You know, uh, Movies that have strong scripts, they may or may not be all-time classics. They may or may not even be great movies, but you have a better chance of being a great movie with a really strong script. And this script is excellent. And let me tell you why I love this script. In my one sentence review, I talk about, you know, how it improves on aspects of the first movie. And I think it does. Uh, I think there is a, a ton of character development for the main actors in this movie. If you look at Adonis, right? Uh, what he goes through in this movie I mean, he really grows as a character. And he grew as a character quite a bit in the first movie as well. Yeah. Okay? Um, if you look at Bianca, uh, played by Tessa Thompson, fantastic performance in this movie. Uh, again, she grows. Rocky, same thing. You know, you think, man, this, where's this guy going to go? How's he going to grow? How's he, you know, again, there's a storyline for each of these characters and they, they nail it on this script from a script level. Even, even Ivan Drago, you know, there, there yeah. is a lot in this movie that I really enjoyed. And I can tell you one thing. One of the things that I like more than probably the thing I like most, more than anything else was the fact that we got to see the other side. Yeah. What has Ivan Drago gone through over the last 30 some years? Right? What's their life been like? How was his loss to Rocky in Rocky Four? How did that affect his life? What did it do to him? Like they could have easily just made them the the big bad guy, you know, just the bad guys, like like Drago was in the first movie, right? But instead of making him just the big bad guy, we see that it's not that simple. All right. I mean, yes, there may be not great people per se, but it's not just a black and white issue of this guy's uh, a monster. This guy's just an evil, awful human being. He may not be a good person, but you can see that there is pathos behind Drago. There's pathos behind his son. They have their own storyline, which is in itself very tragic in this movie. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And from a script level, this movie just is great. It's where Crimes of Grindelwald was a real problem from a script level for me. This movie is kind of the opposite. This movie, uh, I think, is as good as the first movie, just on a script level. Um, yeah. Because they do a lot here. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you think? What were the things you really loved about this? Um, Other things. I just, you know, I like the, this, the, you know, the building up the baddie, 
mm-hmm. having you know having the main character you know overcome the odds and do what he has to do to win you know i, I mean i know that's very trite right but that's that's what i i like the movies and that's kind of what rocky always did the rocky movies always did and, and you don't get a whole lot of movies like that anymore not not in the way not in the panache that they do in these rocky and creed movies you know and i think i think they do that pretty solid in this movie um you had made mention you know about the acting tessa thompson yeah i agree i mean she's she's a good actress man like she's pretty legit you know yeah like, she's She's excellent. I mean, I've it's seen hard, her in a lot. It's hard to it's hard to believe that she's also you know the warrior Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just it's amazing that she's able to take on such weird some such different roles and still be good in them both. Now I, I do have some nitpicking to do, but we can always save that. Um, we're talking about what we liked, but you know, I, I just like that. You know, tell us what I liked is the realism to it all. I know, and I'm not saying things are like that in Russia, like, oh, you know, they would disavow and disrespect, you know, a guy who lost a boxing match. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's like that over there. I don't know. I don't live over there. Uh, but I do like the way that they gave Drago, Ivan Drago, um, you know, a, a human sensibility. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, he is just a man after all. You know, a little realism there. And I like the way that Creed's, Adonis Creed's child was born deaf. It wasn't like some miraculous, oh, and after he won, they rang the bell and the be- the baby was able to hear again. <laughs> you know? Right. There wasn't, there was some corniness in this movie, but nothing, you know, nothing over the top like that. And they could have easily have done it that way, and they didn't. So, you know, one thing I do like about this movie is the attempt at realism, you know what I mean? Yeah. In this movie. So, you know, I respect that. There's a groundedness. Yeah, there you go. To That's this way. script in this movie that works. Um, yes. Are there, are there corny, corny parts? Sure. Yeah. There, there's a few moments here and there that, that do maybe come across as a little corny, but it's kept, I think, more or less to a minimum. I mean, look, I, when I say this is a great script, if you want to say, well, gee, you know, it's like all the other Rocky movies, you know, fine, look, there's a formula, right? But it's no different than, say, James Bond, right? right? I mean, James Bond has a formula. We know that there's a certain ingredients that are going to be in a James Bond movie, right? Bond's going to wear a tux. He's going to you know, order a martini, shaken, not stirred. There's going to be beautiful women, which he will <laughs> he will sleep with, at least a couple of them. Um, you know, the, the list goes on. We know that there are things that are going to be in a Bond movie, right? It's just the way it is. It doesn't mean that going to see Bond whatever is, oh, gee, here we go again. Unless they don't do anything different with it or they don't just – or they don't um, – you know, the the script is, is just – shoddy despite the formula so this movie while it does exist within the framework of a rocky movie and and a creed movie like if you look at the first creed movie that obviously you know we could see the hallmarks of rocky movies there it what it does do is it manages to be grounded in a way that i didn't think it was going to be Mm. Uh, given that Kugler wasn't back, I was really worried about what this movie was going to do. 
what they did, I think, with the smart thing was that they looked at what the first Creed movie did so well, and they said, we need to do the same thing. Kind of like if you look at the Rocky Two, right? Rocky Two isn't as good as Rocky One, but it's not a bad Rocky movie. Okay, it, it continues a lot of the same things that were good about Rocky One, the relationships and this and that and everything. Now after Rocky Two, you know, things started to get a little crazy, but this movie manages to kind of do a similar thing here as Rocky Two did, where we're seeing great character development. We're seeing excellent writing. Uh, people say things, and it sounds like they would actually say them. There are character motivations that make sense. Um, there are tragic aspects to the characters, which are a joy to see. Like you said, Raker, and I totally agree, the baby didn't just suddenly hear again. You know, it didn't right. begin its hearing. It wasn't a miracle. It wasn't like, oh, it's not hearing anything. It's not hearing anything. And then eventually it does. It just, you know, which I think it was great because that happens. Life is full of tragic and, you know, fantastic moments. Uh, it doesn't work out for everybody, even people like, you know, Adonis and other characters that we love. Yeah. So, yeah. which I think is great. Um, you know, I talked about Drago and I like seeing the other side. So it turns out that Ivan Drago, uh, after his loss to Rocky, was basically shunted uh, because he didn't win. He, in the eyes of the Soviet Union and, the, and Russia, you know, uh, which I guess it was the Soviet Union still at the time, um, he didn't live up to what they expected him to be. And he was more or less, you know, uh, disowned, basically. Um, what I like about this movie, Raker, is one of the things I like is that we see that Drago is a flawed human being. In this movie, he wants revenge, but he wants it. And as we see in this movie, he wants his son to win less because uh, of wanting to make him proud, but because Drago wants his old life back which I thought was interesting to see. He wants the connections. He wants the to be in the spotlight again. He wants to regain the favor that he'd lost all those years ago. If his son wins, if he becomes the champion, then he gets to be favored again. Yeah. And I thought that that was really great because it shows a flawed human being. Uh, someone who obviously who's their their priorities were clear, are clearly out of whack in this movie, uh, but which I found very interesting and I liked seeing like uh, oh Bridget Nielsen made it makes a cameo in yeah. this movie, um, and we see that after he lost she left him and uh, or left them uh, gave birth to their son and obviously she left years ago and. It's a tragic thing because you see how much it affects their son. Um, is he a good person? Probably not, um, at least how he's depicted here. But again, they could have made these people black and white, but they didn't. They right. made them as fully fleshed and um, you know human beings with flaws. Yeah. So 
What did you, you know, dislike? I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, one thing. Uh, well, I, I would like to save um, a part of this review for the what could have happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. You know, um, so you let me know when you want that to happen. Well, let, let's talk about what we didn't like. Okay, what we didn't, well, you know, there wasn't a whole, one thing I didn't like is how short the boxing aspect of this movie was. Okay. Like both, both bouts were pretty quick and there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, build up to either fight really. You know, they had, they had so much of his personal life going on that, you know, the boxing matches almost seemed second to the drama involved in the movie. You know, the movie was more of a drama than an action movie to me or a boxing movie. It was more of a drama of, you know, this Adonis Creed. He just happens to be a boxer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who He happens to be facing a nemesis who killed his father. You know what I mean? Or in one shape or form, you know, he's fighting the son of another boxer who happened to kill his father. So there's, just, I just think some parts of this movie just seemed like it was too dramatic Okay. You know what I mean? Too much involved in that type of stuff rather than the actual boxing match. And for me, I'm kind of a boxing fan, so that that kind of hurt it hurt, hurt it for me. Okay, I could see that point of view. It didn't bother me, I guess. Uh, the reason okay. is, I mean, if you go back to the original Rocky movies too, I mean, the boxing really didn't play that big a role in the movies either on the whole. Um, if you look at the first Rocky movie, you right. know, rather, rather no, than I agree. Some, some small bits of boxing yeah. here and there, it, it's the end was the big fight. Uh, so it didn't bother me so much because I, I do put a premium on um, character development and it gave them a chance to really dive deeper into the characters rather than feeling like they had to stuff in where they could because they had to, you know, get to a lot of boxing. Now, we can talk about whether or not you feel like Cable Jr. did as good a job as Ryan Coogler. Um, to which I I think actually I was actually impressed by the job he did in this movie. I, um, I, I actually, if you would have told me this was directed by Ryan Coogler, I honestly I probably would have believed you. Um, yeah, I yeah, I almost it. stooped myself into that as well. You know what I mean? I was, I was waiting because I couldn't remember that he did or did not direct this movie. So at the end of the movie, one of the first thing I was looking for was directed by, and like you said, it would have surprised it wouldn't have surprised me one way or the other if it was Ryan Coogler who did it, you know, because it was so similar to the first one, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the, the colors, the, just everything about it was very similar to the first one. I think the movement, yeah. uh, the mm. camera, the way he's framing the shots, um, very, very, I think the, the visual language is very similar. And I think it's yeah. to the credit of Cable Jr. that he manages to do that. Obviously it was a very conscious choice, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, he knew what worked the over. first time, so why would he break the mold? Right. Now, there's nothing like that. That um, the fight at the be- you know at the beginning of the uh, first Creed movie that was um, um, with no cuts, uh, basically just more or less a tracking shot of the entire fight like that mm. in this movie. There's nothing like that. But what I will say is, uh, the Cable Junior does uh, an unbelievable job at photographing this movie. And really zooming in on his lens in on the characters and their faces and making sure that you can see the emotion and whatever they're going through. Um, there is some humor in this movie. 
and I think for the most part, it tends to work pretty well in the way that this the best aspects of Rocky scripts have, where the humor isn't ha 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 funny so much as a a light chuckle. You get a smile uh, because you see the characters are going through a situation which makes you smile a little bit, like when Adonis was trying to figure out how to propose, or he proposes and Bianca. Uh, couldn't hear him because she had her, or uh, she didn't have her hearing aids in, right? I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So, like things like that, which you know, if it's not done done properly, it can come across is awful. But I thought it was just kind of funny because uh, maybe in a situation like that, it could conceivably happen. And <laughs> given that when he actually did propose, it makes sense. She just didn't have them in, so she didn't hear anything. Um, but you know, I, I think, uh, I think overall we're looking at a movie that is exceptionally well shot and the, the directing obviously is great, but the acting is phenomenal. And I think the script really stands out. Now you wanted to talk about what, what could have been, is that basically mm, how you look yeah, at we'll it? Yeah, we'll call so it that. Why don't you take it away? Could have been. Okay. Now a couple things while this movie's going on, of course I'm having, reflections of rocky four and creed two of my favorite of that whole of all the rocky and creed movies right mm-hmm. well one thing that bothered me off the bat what should have happened well one, here we go one of the, what could have been um i'm going to start with a minor what could have been uh, when he ended up getting retrained in the okay. desert right okay that was that was so you know, you knew he was going to have a training montage. Yeah. Uh, but man, like it made no sense. Let's go out to the desert mm-hmm. and fight a bunch of nobodies that, you know, if they're any type of boxer, they're not out in the desert training. You know what I mean? It's almost like Rocky's like, oh, I know this tribe of boxers that are out in the desert. And if you train with them, you'll be tough enough to defeat Victor Drago. You know what I mean? That was just so corny. What could have been was if he did go to Russia earlier, like he, like Rocky had to. And Rocky said, hey, listen, you know, when I was put in this situation, the only way I knew to defeat this man or this man's father was if I lived their life in their climate and everything. You know what I mean? Like Rocky toughened himself up by going through, you know, three foot of snow and all these crazy, uh, you know, pulling logs and stuff like that, you know? And I just thought that Creed's training regiment for, you know, defeat Victor Drago was just poor. I thought it was just very poorly contrived. Hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I I'm kind, not of, done yet. Kind, of, kind of, oh, okay. I was going to. And then the ultimate what could have been, the ultimate what could have been. And when it, when it was going to happen, I could almost visualize it in my mind, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack at this very moment, because this is going to be the greatest moment in Rocky history, right? Okay. He's ready for his official bout against Victor Drago in Russia. It's it's ready to go down again, you know? The movie has built up to this final fight, and his wife sings the song for him to come out to? Oh, Okay. Put on the brakes. Now, what should he have come out to? I don't know. Maybe a very hard-edged hip-hop version of Living in America by James Brown. Oh. 
Am I not uh, correct? It could have been cool. Yeah, sure. Could you imagine if he would have came out to a new remix rendition of Living in America by James Brown? I mean, I'm not saying James Brown has to come out. Like, what if this? What if his wife, uh, Tessa Thompson, you know, singing her little song, da, 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 right? And then literally she carries the last note and then it kicks into Living in America. Mm-hmm. I would probably have a heart attack, <laughs> roll under the bars that I was resting my feet on, and go into a cinema coma for, I don't know, a week maybe, possibly. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Like, uh, could have been, Michael, what could have been. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe in this movie they were trying to separate themselves from Rocky Four, but... Yeah, you can't separate yourself from Rocky Four. I mean, that's what this whole movie's about. You're fighting, you know what I mean? Ivan Drago's son, which is Ivan Drago is Rocky Four. I mean, everyone knows Dolph Lundgren because of Rocky Four, mm-hmm. and oh, I just think, man, that was the moment. Well, can, uh, uh, do you mind if I respond? Con- <laughs> you if Kanye would have came out freaking doing Living America? And I'm not even a huge Kanye fan, but you know what I mean, or. Uh, What's his name? Uh, rapper out in West Coast rapper, real, real popular. Jeez, I can't remember his name right now. But, you know, if he would have came out and did his, like, rendition of Living in America and, you know, if Creed would have been wearing the red, white, and blue, not the gray and black or whatever he was wearing, like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. What could have what, what could have been. And that those, those are the few things that disappointed me in this movie. There was a couple little spots like that that I was like, oh. Come on. And that wouldn't have been corny. That would not have been corny. You know what I mean? It would have been an homage to Rocky IV. It would have been an homage to, you know, uh, Carl Weathers and Rocky IV, you know? Sure. As as Apollo Creed. Like, that would have been so awesome, man. Uh, uh, let me let me respond to your two points briefly here. Um, okay. I'm going to destroy you on this, but go ahead. Okay. So the, the first thing, the whole training in the desert thing. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't have a, a huge problem with this whole thing. And I think the problem, or not the problem, the reason I, I guess I don't really have as much of a problem with it. Look, in the, in the, in the fourth Rocky movie, you're right. He had a, he had to fight over there anyway. And so he kind of just, like you said, set himself to just, he needed to become tougher ultimately. And he couldn't, he couldn't really do much beyond go there and just train. And so he kind of put himself outside of his own comfort zone. He needed to, to train a different way. He needed to become tougher. And like you said, take on their own life, uh, the reflection of what it is to be over there, uh, in order to build himself up to be strong enough to take on Drago. I, I don't know that this is entirely different because if you look at the fourth Rocky movie, part of it is the extreme elements. You know, it's, it's, it was brutally cold over there. He was running out, you know, in probably what amounted to like 20 degrees below zero, if not worse. Mm. Um, you know, it was a, a just brutal elements, which I think, like I said, played a, a big role in, in making himself physically Stronger because yes. he needed to be able to withstand the elements. And I think that's kind of what they kind of allude to here. Rather than just make it the same in terms of just go to right. like an icy, cold place, put yourself into an environment of extreme heat 
and and train yourself to the point where you can withstand that kind of heat. And if you can, well, here's the other thing with, about that, Michael. Yeah, the guys he was fighting in the desert. Yeah, they were doing the same thing. They uh-huh. were fighting in extreme heat. So yeah. how does that separate him from your normal boxer? Well, I don't know that it's like it's. I don't know that it amounts or the. Okay, let me see this again. What makes I'd, what makes this I, training special? I mean, he's fighting guys that are doing the same things. I, that he, they're out in 110 degree weather, fighting in the beat, you know, in the beating sun. Like, okay, that's what he's doing. Okay, right. so how is this making you the super fighter? Because you're fighting a guy toe to toe that's, I don't know, 30 pounds heavier than you. Like, okay, there's nothing, there's nothing, you know, well, beyond it, the norm. There, it's two things. I mean, whether or not these fighters are of the caliber. That he would face is is in a lot of ways it's irrelevant because first off just like I said trading in the heat is the bigger thing it's being able to withstand that kind of ridiculous um, strain that that kind of that kind of weather would put on your body and if you can find a way to do that and get through it and get into even better shape than you've ever been in that's part of I think making yourself stronger mentally because i mean to train in that heat and survive it and to be able to actually come out on the other side you'd have to be physically and probably more importantly mentally stronger because you would have to be capable of withstanding that kind of intense pain and so from a mental standpoint you can take more pain because you've just spent the last six weeks or eight weeks you know training every day in 120 degree temperatures. Now, when it comes to the fighter, I think whether he's a good fighter or not doesn't really matter. The fact, like you said, is he's 30, 40 pounds heavier. So he's just all about landing as big and as heavy of blows on, on Adonis as possible because he's got to get ready to face a guy who's going to absolutely destroy him with those kind that kind of power or stronger. So I guess it didn't bother me so much because I could see what the point was. Uh, am I saying it's perfect? No, I'm not saying it's perfect. They could have done it. I just, I just, I just think it was way better in Rocky Four. Sure. I well, think. you I, also I think had Survivor playing with Hearts on Fire. So true. Hard to beat that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. When you're running through four foot of snow and you have your guys around you and you're having flashbacks of your best friend getting killed and you have Survivor playing, like I just think that's so much more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So much more than what this movie gave us. And I think this movie could have given us more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, one thing I, I did before we get into the, into the grades here, uh, there's one point I wanted to bring up uh, one point that you said you had a, what could have been right. Yeah. Okay. I have one. Could, what could have been as well. And that that would have been, I wish that after this was all over at the end of the movie, I wish the last season, last scene that we got, <laughs> yeah, season, the last scene <laughs> that we got in this movie would have been Rocky going to visit, um, Ivan and, you know, maybe Ivan's like in this movie, Drago goes to visit Rocky at his restaurant. Yeah. I yeah. would have liked to have seen these two meet up in some fashion, whether it be Rocky going there, Drago going back, or something where we see 
maybe two people that are finally ready to move on a bit. I'm not saying these guys are going to become best friends and hang out and, and all that stuff, but maybe uh, seeing things move forward a little bit now that at the end of the movie, Drago's priorities um, get uh, put straight, basically. Okay. Well, I'm going to agree and disagree with you at the same time. Okay. One, I would have definitely liked to see more interaction between Rocky and yeah. Ivan Drago. Definitely. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Where I disagree is I don't think it has to be after the movie. I think it could have been when Ivan was in his restaurant. Okay. Right? And I think they could have had at least a 10-minute back and forth. Kind of, You know what it could have been like? De Niro and Pacino in Heat. Remember that scene? Mm-hmm. Or that they're they're at the restaurant and they're just sitting there talking to each other and just you know kind of telling their side of the story and just everything about them. Like I think that could have been the ultimate because I mean you know Sylvester Stallone is a good actor. Yep. You know what I mean? And he plays Rocky. Well, he is Rocky. He he's the living embodiment of Rocky. I don't know he could ever get out of character. <laughs> um, and Dolph Lundgren is much better than people give him credit for. As an actor, he's taken a lot of crappy roles as of late, <laughs> you know, a lot of B stuff. Yeah, actually, after Rocky Four, he pretty much did all B stuff. But, you know what I mean? That that That's another what could have been moment for me. Um, the elongation of the restaurant scene. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that had so much potential to be a really moving scene. You know, Drago could have explained more how he was, you know embarrassed and this that and the other thing and how he's raised his son in hate and then rocky you know could have told his side of the story you killed my friend blah 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 you know what i mean like it could have been you know it could have really uh displayed both stallone and lundgren's acting abilities as well as you know gotten in a little bit more on rocky and ivan draco themselves as characters yeah um but it didn't you know what I mean? Literally, how long was that scene? Five minutes? About that, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was nothing more than, uh, yeah, you know, I hope your guy takes the fight. My kid's going to pound him, you know, almost like the schoolyard bully dad, you know? Yeah, ba- oh, basically. He's big and strong. He's going to kill your kid, you know, done. I'd appreciate it if you left now. <laughs> hey, Are you thanks. kidding me? That was such a waste of uh, what could have been. Mm-hmm. What could have been? Maybe we start putting those in our reviews. What could have been? <laughs> yeah, what, what WCB moments? <laughs> script doctor. Because, if I could go and yeah, change the script, doctor. this is what I would have done. I like it. Script doctor, because right there, I mean, I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was doing the what could have been, you know, the first two that I mentioned, I was actually going to bring that third one up, and I'm glad you brought it up yourself. I think it, you know, me personally, I'd like to have seen it shake down differently. Mm-hmm. But I did want more interaction between Rocky and Drago besides that whopping five-minute scene in his restaurant. You know what I mean? So, agree. I agree with you, man. There's so much there that could have been had. Yeah, I guess, you know, my my point was more that, I mean, even if they would have had a great scene, I think a lot of what you see in that movie in the beginning stems from the long-standing hatred and the, mm. all that yeah. stuff. And maybe... The end could have had a shorter scene, but a, still a very impactful scene where now that some of that venom is gone, and like I said, these these two guys aren't going to become friends or anything, but 
maybe it's now time to move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you know what? I think that's something Rocky could never do. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think yeah. he could. Ne- I mean, this guy killed his friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, there's some things you can't move on from. You know, you have to, you have to have that hatred no matter how bad that guy had it afterwards you just have to be like you killed my friend i can never get past that right all right so let's jump into the grades rake uh why don't we start out with uh script so what are your pros your cons and your grades? um i i thought the pros were i think it was well written uh who did the writing for this do you remember Oh the yeah, the writing? the yeah the writing for this was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that's and, right, duh. Uh, yeah, Jules Taylor. Yeah, I was complimenting him on that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought you know I thought it was written very well. You know, it yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. I mean, as in terms of the actual writing, I thought it was you know I thought it was a good character development of your main character Adonis Creed, and his you know need to avenge his father's death, you know, at the hands of his father's opponent's son. So, no, I, I think I think that's great. Cons, maybe if anything, too, too dramatic, you know, is, you know, uh, this movie still, let's, let's face it, this movie is still a popcorn movie. You know, it's based on fictional boxing characters, um, you know, super big baddie versus, you know, guy defending his father's his namesake or whatever you know um so you know that's really the only con i can think of you know i i I was hoping for a little more boxing centered stuff but you know overall just the script in general is i thought was very good uh for a grade i give it a 91 okay all right um you know, for me, this uh, was an excellent script. Oh. I actually think that it was, um, in some respects, better than the first Creed movie uh, for the script level, uh, which I know is crazy, and I Insane. certainly didn't expect to be um, as surprised as I was. I I just thought that this Lunacy. was a, okay. Sorry, I can't. I can't. Am I think? Am I saying that out loud? I'm sorry. I thought it was. Just... Say again. Am I talking out loud? I. I... Oh yeah. I know, no, right? You are crazy. You're a lunatic. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look. I think that there's there's things in this movie that really um, impressed me, and just uh, it's still a Rocky movie. It's still, like I said earlier, adheres to a certain formula. But I think within that formula, they're able to do a lot. They took these characters pretty far in in their relationship, in just their own personal journeys. Um, if you look at it where Adonis and Bianca go from the beginning of this movie to where they are at the end. It's a pretty significant journey that they go on in this movie. Um, both the highs and the lows, it's very well done and it's not, um, you know, it's not, it's not like they lean too hard into it. They do it just as much as they need to. Uh, but there's um a lot of really great things here. There's very to me I have very little thing little that I dislike about this script. Um because there may be a few corny moments here and there. Maybe they could have done a couple of things better. Maybe the Dolph Lundgren or the the drugs are the Drago and Rocky scene in the, the restaurant could have been longer. Um you know, things like that. But they're little nitpicks, honestly. Um 
you can tell they put effort and time into this and they but they they worked off of what was already a fantastic first script a fantastic first movie and that was where all the real hard work started because they took that foundation and they built upon that foundation and i think that what they produced here was a very very good script and uh, i'm going to give it an 88 Oh, geez. Well, you can give it lower than me. Then again, you are considerably harsher than I am. <laughs> I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on to acting. Go ahead. Oh, say now performances. Uh, I'd say yes, many. Um, you know, and you, who are the standout performances? I think Sylvester Stallone once again did a fantastic job of, I know it's, it's hard to even say this, but being Rocky, but he, he is Rocky, but it's interesting to see him at this stage of his life. You know, he's almost like Yoda, mm-hmm. you know, to Luke Skywalker, AKA Creed in this situation. Um, so, but no, I thought, I thought he did a great job. It's just something about the way he speaks and you know what I mean? In these movies now, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think I think he decided to think he did a great job, you know. And I think uh Michael B. Jordan did a great job as Creed again, you know, once again his character developed also. And he did a good job of, you know, hey, I'm a young man, but now I'm ready to be a father and, you know, husband and I think you could see that by the end of this movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, and weirdly enough, I think uh Dolph Lundgren is limited as, as his, you know, role was in this movie. I think he did a really good job. I don't know if it's standout, but I think, you know, after you see Expendables with him in it and you see, you know what I mean, the myriad of movies he's been in, and then you see him in this movie, it's easy to forget about his B movies and, you know, consider him a legit actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He had, a, he had a good way. Even though you hated, you know, Drago back in Rocky Four, you saw the human side of him in this movie. And yeah, I know you mentioned that earlier. Um, and I think, I think he really, I think, you know, Dolph Lundgren is what sold it on that. So I think all three of those had, all three of those actors did a standout great performance. Okay. Grade, grade, uh, 91. Uh, we are, uh, simpatico. Oh, uh, yep. Every time we're simpatico like that, that's right. you get a free pizza. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 91 for me, obviously. Um, you know, and I, I agree. Look, I think this is a, a fantastic, uh, bit of acting on just about everybody. I think Tessa Thompson, amazing. I thought, uh, Michael B. Oh, Jordan. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her. Um, she did a good job. Yeah, I think Michael B. Jordan, uh, maybe even better in this movie than in the first one. I think he has more to, to work with, more to do, yep. actually. Yep. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, um, again, great stuff here. And, they all managed to do well. The only nitpick is, like you said oh. earlier, the the actor that played the mm, Drago's son, Victor Drago, maybe yeah. maybe not the greatest. It's not a bad performance. Let me just say that no. it is an okay performance. So I'm not no. I'm not saying that he's a you know a stain on this movie by any stretch. He's <laughs> but he doesn't have a lot to do either. He hasn't right. you know he hasn't only so much that he can work with, and and so I'm not gonna knock too much off for that yeah otherwise it's a great ensemble of acting mm-hmm. it seriously yep. one of the better yep. ensemble performances yeah. of the year you know who know who didn't impress me though either was uh creed's other manager oh right 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 it's uh the, the one he went to first right yep 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure, guy, sure. That yeah. guy was all right, but he definitely wasn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He definitely wasn't. wasn't it wasn't his father. It was uh, Creek yeah. Trainer. It was uh, yeah. What's, what's the heck's that guy's name? Uh, well, you the, know who I mean. Yeah. It's it's one of Rocky's trainers there, and you know his son, right? right. It was no. um, it was uh, Duke Duke's son. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he just you know what I mean. He just you know those other guys just overshadowed him too much in terms of acting, but uh, you know I guess what can you do when you have that role and that text and dialogue you know well he just didn't have a lot to work with again it's yeah just, you know. yeah he did but anyway look it, it, the fact is it's uh fantastic acting um yeah bottom line so, yep great line. Great all right line. directing up next um i'm gonna give it an 88 uh i thought that um you know if this was the first creed movie which i'd like to get to at some point i i probably would score it in the 90s um I think where Kugler may have a few more flourishes with the camera and doing a few different things, um, I still feel like Cable Jr. knocked it out of the park for the most part. I really feel like he came in, understood that his job was to uh, make it make this movie feel like an extension of Rocky. Or I'm sorry, Creed One, so that. Um, it feels like they were playing with the same aesthetics and the same colors and the same directorial style. Uh, that doesn't make him unimaginative. It it's it's smart. It's it's very well done. And yeah. it's uh, like the relief pitcher, you know, coming in to close the game. Yeah, except it's uh, Mariano Rivera. So oh, yeah, you know, right. it he's not he's not the starter. You know, he's not going seven or eight innings. He may only go two three, but it's yeah. pretty fantastic. So. um yeah, he's great. So I give it an eighty-eight. Uh, I went a little lower than you. Okay, uh, I went eighty-six simply because of the what could have beens that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, I had a hard time giving him too good of a grade, uh, and I just think there were moments in the original Creed, and I hate playing the comparison game, but when you're doing a sequel, it's pretty easy to get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were moments in the first Creed that were more hair-raising, if you will. You know, like that scene where he's running through the city and all the guys, all the four-wheeler guys start riding with him mm-hmm. as he's like jogging up the hill or going to rocks, you know what I mean? I think I think that was probably a better, more uplifting, hair-raising scene, goosebump scene, if you will, than anything mm-hmm. that was in this movie, you know, as to where the title fight could have been that in this movie. That wasn't, and I know I shouldn't really blame the director on that per se, but ultimately, you know, you play the comparison game, um, and it's hard to compete, you know, compare with Kugler, but you know, I think he fell fell a little short of uh, what could have been, you know, but, so I gave him a little bit lower than you. I gave him an eighty-six. Okay, uh-huh. I'll have to see what's next on this guy's resume to see if I take that back, but. You know, Kugler had another pretty big hit after Creed. So. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so go to special effects. Um, obviously, there isn't much in the way of you know. No, nah, but makeup there was with all the but, you know the bruises and all that stuff. So. Right, it's a boxing movie, so you're going to get uh, a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. and it, the movie does uh, it excels at it. Obviously, you got to sell that. It it really does work. Um, 
you know, I'm going to give it an 85 uh, for this this aspect. Um, they do a great job there, but uh, I don't know. Um, for me, uh, if you if I'm going to give practical effects, which really is what this is, and I know mm, yeah. that they do a great job with this very specific aspect, I would reserve practical effects grades higher to go for something that uh, like if we were doing John Carpenter's The Thing mm-hmm. that's a movie that deserves an extremely high grade uh, because the practical effects they do are not just fantastic they are also extensive yeah. um, it's not just oh the makeup is really good here for these specific scenes it's if this was all throughout the movie okay so for me, it gets an 85. Yeah, I actually gave it one point higher than you. I gave it an 86 mm-hmm. um, simply because, like, you know, I watch a lot of boxing and a lot of Creed's injuries after the fight, like the mouse and the eye and, you know what I mean, the swelling here and there, looked very, very convincing, looked mm-hmm. very, very real. Like, that looks very similar to a boxer or MMA fighter after a bout, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that was really commendable. So that's why it's, you know, fairly high. But at the same time, once again, being that it is a Rocky movie, um, punches don't sound like that. Yeah. Um, in any situation in the world, unless you're literally, unless people are made of heavy bags. <laughs> you know? That is true. Um, so, you know what I mean? You, you know, as much as they make this, yeah, it's definitely more realistic than the Rocky movies. You know what I mean? Sound effects and... Uh, cuts and all that stuff wise but at the same time let's be practical <laughs> you know punches just don't sound like that yeah. um so but you know i mean it is what it is you have to somehow do those you know accentuate those punching sounds to a degree so you know whatever i gave it an 86 okay uh editing and pacing uh editing wise this movie is pretty mm. darn good um yeah You've got to be, if you're going to do, especially like the fight sequences, I thought were clear. I could understand mm-hmm. what was going on. I wasn't confused by, uh, you know, the shifts in momentum, uh, the changes in camera angle. You know, it felt like everything flowed very, very well. Now, the editing throughout the rest of the movie, again, uh, I thought was pretty stellar. Uh, the pacing, uh, for me at least, was uh, pretty darn good. Uh, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. perfect. But I think that uh, the the story unfolded, for the most part, I felt like in the way it needed to. And it, it felt like the rhythm and the pace at which it unfolded worked for this movie. Um, because even though there are fights in this movie, it's obvious this is more of a drama mm-hmm. as opposed to just being a boxing movie. And so we see the repercussions of the various actions taken by the characters, good and bad, and how those repercussions affect the people around them. And I think all that is done so well. So, yeah, I mean, look, for me, I gave it a 90. Wow, okay. Well, simpatico. (laughs) Um, I also gave it a 90. Um, Yeah, I mean, no, it, it, it flowed well, you know? Mm-hmm. The movie had its highs and lows, and it wasn't too long before something cool would happen, and 
you know, like, no, I thought, I thought it was very well done. You know, it was, it was very entertaining to watch. It flowed well. You know, he went through his trials and tribulations to get back to beat the bad guy. You know, I gave it, you know, like I said, a 90. Okay, and uh, rewatchability. Uh, i got to be honest. This is a movie that's right up my alley. Wow. Um, all right. It's, I, I'm a, I, I mean, like, I love all kinds of movies. Uh, right, you obviously. Know, so, you know, like, I can watch, I have a, my, my movie list is, is varied. <laughs> so, for me, a, a drama like this really works, and uh, I love it. So, on top of that, it's uh, got some cool boxing sequences in there. I love it. I, it's the kind of movie I can see myself watching a few times a year, actually. Oh, wow. Um, I could pop this wow. in at any time. Like, I could pop in Creed 1. Um, he, could, he could actually flip open his phone right now and watch the <laughs> copy that he w- recorded while watching this movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh yeah. God. So, anyway, it, it's, it gets a 90 for me. It, mm. It's got a high grade, and it deserves it because it's effective – and it's satisfying. I got to the end of this movie, and I thought that is a really good movie. Okay, well, well, I agree with you on so many aspects of that. Uh, the reason I do give it a lower grade of eighty-seven for rewatchability is because the fact that it's more of a drama mm-hmm. and more story-based and so forth. You know, for me to want to rewatch a movie, I need to see some big things going on. You know, some huge spectacles. Uh, the fight, whether it be the first one that he got, you know, the guy got DQ'd in or the final fight, there was nothing about either of those fights that really, you know, blow my mind. So, you know, for that, and that's why I like to watch boxing movies, even if they are mostly dramas, there just wasn't enough in there for me to strive to watch a certain part again. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't think of a particular scene that I, you know, I'm anxious to see again. You know, some movies I see and I'm like, man, I can't wait to see that again. Like I, I saw a movie, well, the movie, Man on Fire, which is my favorite movie of all time. I could watch that end sequence where he's in the car a uh, hundred times, probably once a week, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd be good with it because it's just that scene. This movie, I can't think of that scene that makes me want to rewatch it. What would that what would that scene be to you, Michael, out of curiosity? Uh what's the scene in this movie that, that makes me go, Okay, I need to see this movie again? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what was um, that one part that you're just like, Oh man, next time I see it, I'm really gonna study this part because it's probably my favorite part of the movie. I think the part that that really got to me was when Creed was laying in the hospital and Rocky came to visit him. And to see the pain, the betrayal, the hurt, and also knowing full well that Adonis really missed Rocky. It wasn't just that Rocky wasn't there in his corner. It's that he's not ready for Rocky to not be in his corner. And I I found that to be very moving because there was a lot of conflicting emotions in that scene and that really stood out to me as a a hallmark scene no that was a great scene I 100% agree just for me personally I don't know if I'm going to watch it again strictly because of that scene (laughs) I I knew I knew it 
Yeah, because I said that, and they were like, screw this movie. I'm giving it, was, it a 25. It was, but Rocky Four, I could watch Coming to America a zillion times. Sure, yeah. Apollo's entrance, man. That was so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. All right, so you want to know your final grade? Yeah, it is my final Your grade. final grade is a point higher than mine, crazy enough. That uh, is crazy. You got enough. an 89, I got an 88. Huh, huh. So overall grade huh. is an 88 for... Uh, yeah. For Creed 2, uh, Freaking Geek score 88, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Overall, yeah, that sounds like a recommendation from us. Definitely. All right, that looks like that's it for us, uh, everyone. Thanks for listening to our uh, review of Creed 2. And if you'd like to share your thoughts, you can send your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, freakinggeeks.com. You know, go to our review. You can find the page dedicated to Creed 2. And if you would like to actually rate and review this movie the way we do, you can go there. Um, you can input uh, the numbers. You know, there's sliders and everything. And you can find out, you know, how uh, your grades stack up to ours. And actually, you know, we get some people in there, multiple people. You'll be able to see how the community averages out your grade compared to how our grade stands which is pretty cool. So, you know, feel free to go there and rate and review the movie and leave your comments on freakinggeeks.com. And uh, we'll be excited to check them out and we'll respond actually to your grades and your comments. So that's it. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Freaking Geeks podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to FreakingGeeksMedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin MacLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.